Make us a king like the kings of the other nations. The first thing I just talked about is power. The second thing is prosperity. Everybody say prosperity. Come on, shout it, prosperity. Yeah, these days they judge how powerful a pastor is by the money he has. The money he has. No, no, no. This is, let me tell you the truth. If you are a pastor and you don't have money, even your own people will look down on you. Can you imagine if you have a pastor who rides a bicycle to church? And you are sitting in church now, they say, Oh, guy is coming. With a buta of water on the side. Pastor in Azua. Pastor in Azua, in Azua church, say, Pastor was coming to church and the KK spot on the road. Not easy. Now, look at me, look at me, look at me. Why is it, now, have you ever asked a question? Why the only pastors you hear of in the world are pastors who are financially sound? You never see a pastor who has no money on television. Or a pastor who has no money preaching on radio. Sometimes you see people give the statistics and they say, oh, the, the 10 most powerful preachers in Africa, 10 most powerful preachers in the world. I ask them, how do you know? Is it because you see them on internet, hear them on radio? Listen, there are pastors who are powerful before God. You've never seen them. They are in a village. Their members are just about 20.
when I'm eating food, I eat the food with guilt. Somebody said, why? I asked myself, I'm eating this food. What are my members eating? I, I sit in the car to drive and go home. But the members who gave the offering, somebody brought just one city. But after the service, the person has to walk home. Can I jump down and walk with them? The answer is no. But I wish about all things that they will prosper and be in health even as their souls prosper. And until they also prosper and they, until they are also blessed, I can never enjoy what God has given me. No. You think I can lie in my house, look at the house and say, Lord, I thank you for this house. I lie there and I'm thinking, what are my members lying on by now? The only thing I know is that even if I sold that house and distributed the money among the people, some of them will still live in Atakwami house. Am I teaching anything at all? Prosperity. But you know what? The kind of pastors you respect are pastors who are prosperous. Oh, that's a very powerful man of God. Oh, that man is a very powerful man of God. He has everything. God has really blessed him. Lands, houses, cars. So they said, we want the king, like the kings of the nations. Because the kings of the nations are prosperous. They have the gold, they have the silver, they have the diamonds, they have a kingdom. So today, if God calls you into the ministry, one thing you'll be looking for is money. Listen, you don't, money doesn't make you a man of God. Money doesn't make you a woman of God. Money doesn't make you an anointed person of God. I pray that you will get to the place where when you are talking about prosperity, you are talking about your holiness, you are talking about your righteousness, you are talking about your closeness with God, you are talking about the fact that you will enter heaven. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? That is why today, if you don't have a certain kind of money, there is some kind of ministry you cannot do. I do events. And sometimes when the budget for one event comes, the budget for an event, I ask myself, so can a poor man ever do an event at all? No matter what God gives him to say. Because if you don't do good advert, the people will not attend. If you don't do the stage a certain way, the people will not come. If you don't decorate the church a certain way, members will not come into it. So you know what? We are running a money and prosperity driven kingdom. Where if money is not there, everything else becomes useless. So some of you can sit in a place like Bogatanga and you don't even appreciate the ministry because you see, you are thinking about other things. You are thinking about some other things. You are thinking about prosperity, you are thinking about money, 
you are thinking, oh, we don't have the money to do this and we don't have the money to do that. Money is a very powerful thing. I've written so many books on money. I preach a lot on money. I preach a lot on prosperity. But I come here to declare to you, prosperity is not everything. We don't need prosperity to be called men of God, to be called a child of Jesus, to be called a church of Jesus Christ. Being a church of Jesus Christ, being a church that, 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 that God is pleased with. The most important thing is you need the presence of God with you. You need the anointing of God with you. You need the holiness of God in your life. Listen, stop putting pressure on men of God to become like worldly people. So I'm talking about power. I'm talking about prosperity. 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 And I can tell you this, this thing about prosperity is real. I remember I was going to preach in a certain church abroad. And when I landed, the pastor took out my suitcase. He's a Ghanaian pastor. And he said, hey, is this the suitcase you use? You use the kind of suitcase my general overseer uses. Hey, then you people, so he's measuring me by suitcase. Not by what I have on my inside, but what I have in my hand. Your power is not in your suitcase. Your anointing is not in your suitcase. Am I talking to somebody at all? That is why when you go among these whites, you can see it. Sometimes they can wear a t-shirt and go and stand in the church. T-shirt and jeans, that is the past. He won't make an attempt to impress you. You see him in a shoe. And it's not a designer shoe. And he's walking about the place. He's cool. May God help the church to repent quickly. Otherwise, you know what? We are busy building kings and churches and systems according to the systems of the world. The other thing, the kings of the world, the other thing about the kings of the world is popularity. Popularity. So I talked about power. I talked about prosperity. I'm now on popularity. You see, we want popularity. Okay, first of all, let me take prominence and then I'll come to popularity. Finally. Prominence. Everybody say prominence. Come on, shout it again. Prominence. Say it again. Prominence. Now, how many of you know I'm the senior pastor of this church? Okay. And then they'll call Pastor John associate pastor. When I'm preaching, they're like, oh, senior pastor is preaching. When Pastor John is preaching, then they say, associate pastor. They will pay more attention to the word I'm speaking, even if it is nonsense, than they will pay to Pastor John speaking. But maybe the meeting that will bring your healing and the word that will bring your deliverance is not what I'm saying, but what Pastor John will be saying. So you come to the church and we have the hierarchical arrangement of people. You know, one day we went to an EAM um, governing council meeting and I was mandated to write a booklet or a manual for ordination. I started writing the manual. I'm a writer. I understand things I read. Okay? So I took the word ordination. 
What does it mean? In the Latin, it's ordinatio. And I tried to check the meaning of ordinatio to see whether it has anything to do with laying on of hands, it has anything to do with empowerment, it has anything to do with spiritual impartation. And I realized none of it is in the word ordination. I realized that the word ordination is actually the hierarchical arrangement of people. So like you have the Pope and you have the Cardinal and you have the Archbishop and you have the Bishop and then you have the, 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 the Father and so on and so forth. So I realized that it was a time in the church when they wanted to have kings like the kings of the world and then some portion of the church went into the Roman Senate and they began to copy the hierarchical arrangement of people in the Roman Senate and they brought it into the church. Now, fast forward, where we are sitting now, it is not about a denomination anymore. It is not about maybe Assemblies of God or Church of Pentecost, or it is not about Catholic, or it is not about Presby, or it is not about Methodist. The canker is everywhere. Everywhere we are arranged in hierarchical order. So if you come to this church right now, that canker is there. I am the senior pastor. Pastor Mike is the executive pastor. Then the rest of us are arranged accordingly. And then it tapers until it comes to zero. So you now enter the church and you have the head deacon and the deputy head deacon and then you have the chairman of the finance committee and everybody's at. So now we have a church that is positioned defined. Who are you? So when you do the ministry after some time, seven years, and you build a building like this, then you must now move from a pastor to become a bishop. And you must now get a certain kind of ring. And then you must get a certain kind of hat. And then you must look for a staff. And then you now need a parachute or a gown. Am I talking to somebody? It's called prominence. And then when you go to the church, depending on how big you are, you sit on the front row. And the, the second important ones sit on the second. So when you come to this church, it's very easy to know who is important. Here, even if you sleep every Sunday, you'll be sitting here because of the position. Then I think the next important is here. Behind mommy are the three mangajias. These three, this trinity, Mm-mm. you don't break through them. When you are coming near mommy, they say, They want to be here. Everybody say prominence. So who is the head usher? Who is the head deacon? Listen, I've tried to get Christians to work together. Sometimes it's very difficult. Somebody is the head of a department, like head of technical department. You go and add another person to the technical department who is very gifted. As soon as the person sits down, they say, hey, we were here before you came. We are very important. I'm the head of the technical department. Everything I'm doing, everybody must submit to me. I'm the head of the technical department. Nobody can Prominence. So we are in the kingdom of God and it's about post and position. and position. I'm going to say, I'm going to speak in an event and they will line up all the reverend doctors and all the bishops. They will put their names first. Reverend doctor, so and so, bishop, so and so. Because, and they are preaching one day, one day, one day, one day. I'm preaching about four days in the event. Then they will put me somewhere there. Uh, Pastor Eastwood. And if you are not careful, you too, you want some of the posts. But the truth is, I have never liked it. 
bishop, doctor. Where am I going with all this? Reverend doctor. I fear the reverend more than the doctor. Listen, we are doctor now call hella and yes, reverend. Can you imagine you are walking in hell? Part they say reverend. In fact, if you are a reverend and you appear in hell, they will not call you reverend, they call you revo. Revo, revo, yeshiawa, revo, yeshiawa, revo, cha, revo, revo. The disco in hell is in this corner. Can we go? You say me in court disco. You say, get away. And then unko disco. Unko disco and kawabaha. Revo, revo, yanko. Yanko di asa. Reverend with armed robbers in, in, in hell. What can you imagine? You, you go to help her and Osama bin Laden. Your room is next to his. Over there, I don't think in hell they stay in rooms, but maybe where you are burning in the fire, he's next to you. Then you're saying, Osama, then you are wearing coat, he's wearing Zalabia. Position. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about position. And you know, we used to think that the Orthodox churches are the churches who have these positions and prominence is very important. When you come to the charismatic churches now, it's worse. <sighs> Mention somebody's name without the title. Hell will fall. They call me without adding my title. I remember when chiefs in Ghana started adding doctor to their name. Asantiri came and said nonsense. Nana is the highest title. You cannot add doctor to it to embellish it. He said when you add doctor to Nana, you are reducing the value of the Nana. But let me tell you, reverend is a very big title. It's, it's, it's very scary. It means you are just carrying some kind of holiness and some kind of some righteousness. You, 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 are, you are at operating at a certain level of godliness. That is at God's level where God has taken you into a place of righteousness in a sanctuary of holiness. Listen to me. It is more dignified. It is more frightening to carry reverend than doctor or professor. But you see, there's pressure. So people have to take money to go and buy doctorate. $10,000, make me a doctor. $15,000, make me a bishop. Because you see, we've created a certain standard out there when everybody wants to look like something in order for a door to be opened for you. Prominence. And it's among the members, it's among the pastors. Popularity. I separated prominence from popularity because prominence has got to do with your position. Popularity has to do with the way people view you and the way they see you, the kind of supporters that follow you, and the kind of people, yeah, you know. So these days, we, we do the pastor not in our heart, but on Facebook. We used to serve God in our hearts. These days, we serve God on Facebook. Who is the most trending pastor? The one who makes more news. So you see, every pastor is struggling. Facebook, WhatsApp, who is the most popular? Preach the messages that people like. And the messages that people like are messages on prosperity, messages on healing, messages on deliverance, messages on ancestral cases. 
So if you can tell them the kind of ancestral curses that are following them, why they can't prosper, they will listen to you. You start teaching on the book of Ephesians or Colossians and giving them a book study on book of Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians. They say, no, we don't want to hear this. We want to know the kind of witches in our family and, and the kind of curses that are following us. So, everything about popularity. So you do everything to be popular. I remember I was going to preach for a pastor. And just before I got up from my seat to go to the pulpit, he told me, he said, Brother when you go up there, blow me up. I said, what? He said, blow me up. Make me look big. I wish I had a car pump to blow, to pump this guy out until he blasts the pump. Me blow up. Popularity, prominence. So people want to be popular. Um, they, they show everybody how to introduce them, what they should say, what they should do. When people ask you about me, this is what you say. One day a pastor was going through crisis. I told some of his assistants, I said, you are killing the man. They said, why? I said, this is the time when you should be able to tell the man a little truth at least. Stop inflating this ego. It's taking nobody anywhere. They said, no, we have been trained to say this. And that's all we say. Am I talking to somebody at all? So they said, make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Verse 6. And the thing displeased somewhere. When they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. Verse number 7. And the Lord said to Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in what they say unto you. They have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Samuel, listen to them. Give them what they want. They have not rejected you, but they have rejected me. You know what people, there is a simple pastor or a simple leader God will give to you and when you reject the person, it is not the person you have rejected. You have rejected God. Sometimes you hear people say, oh, that pastor, he thinks he's God or what? The person is not God, but he's God's elected. He's God's anointed. If God chooses the person and you reject the person, God will side with the person. Now, do you know this? Know this, know this, know this. Samuel is old. That is true. Samuel made a mistake, maybe, by appointing his sons to take his place. Maybe mistake. But still, God is on his side. Be very careful when you think God has left a leader. Be very careful when you think God is, has left his appointed servant and you think you are the one God will use to punish the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk against him because me too. God has called me too. I can also talk against him. No, you can't. It is God's business to deal with it. If the person has gone astray, God knows how to handle the person, not you. So God came on the scene, he said, Samuel, they have not rejected you, but it is me they have rejected. Give them what they want. And before long, Saul was their king. And you and I know what happened after Saul came. They got what they wanted. Ay, 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 ay. Kingdom started retrogressing shortly after Saul has taken play, taken over. Before long, the people were worshipping idols. 
Before long, their king is consulting the witch of Endor. Before long, their king is chasing David to kill him. Before long, the Philistines are taking over the land of Israel. Before long, Saul himself is dead and Jonathan is dead. And after their death, David took place. And David was a man after God's heart. But it did not stop it because even the dynasty that was superintended over by David was no different. He had to go and take Bathsheba, kill Uriah. Chaos came into the kingdom. Solomon took over. He didn't make things any better. 300 wives, 700 concubines, one person, 1,000. I don't know how he did that 1,000 meter race. By the time we got to Ahab and Jezebel, wickedness has reached the climax. May the Lord help us to understand that in his wisdom, when he gives us leaders, when they are simple Samuels, let us hold on to the leadership. Let's obey the leadership. Let's pray for the leadership. Let's submit to the leadership. Let's be content with the life God has given us in ministry and work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But you know what? When you put pressure on the leaders to give you what you, they don't have, finally, the emphasis will be power, prosperity, prominence, and popularity just to give you what you want. Preach the messages you want to hear. Because we are not focused. We don't even know what we want. The time has come for you. We are in the last days and you must remain focused. You know what you want. You know where you are going. Concentrate on leadership. Let them teach you the right thing. Let them preach the right thing to you. And one day, we shall all finish our course. Run our race. Finish our course with joy. I pray that you will be the man and the woman God has called you to be. Stand to your feet and fulfill your purpose in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands in the name of Jesus.